I was like, Chevy Chase Hardware, how much are you paying? That's good. That's good. Um, not enough. That place is, uh, <laughs> that place is shit. Um, uh, speaking of which, this is lame. <laughs> You're listening to the Lexington ah, Marxist Experience. That's good, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jenry. And it's, oh, I didn't put the date on there. Well, it's the 17th of February. This blows. This sucks. <laughs> it's the 17th of February. Everyone relies on us to know what date it is, Aaron. They set our clocks by us. Yeah, I know. 2022, the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh-huh. Although by the end of this episode, you're going to wish it wasn't 2022. Oh, <laughs> a little bit of a threat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Follow us on Twitter at LamePod. You can e- email us. <laughs> what? Nothing. Just <laughs> a little keep actionable going. threat. Email us your sticker. Look, if you email us your stickers, what email are you us saying? Your stickers. If you have a lame sticker design that you want us stop to stop it, <laughs> the fuck off. Stop putting a moratorium on the sticker talk. No more stickers. All right. No more. If you want a sticker, you're gonna have to email us. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't even think of anything. Um, whatever. I don't know. We're well. You do the next part. Or you talk about what we are. Who are we? Oh, oh, you're done with your promo. I'm done. Oh, thank God. Um, this is this is a uh, a, a, a podcast about the news. Um, now with 100 percent more background radio noise. You know, we did last episode and it was clean, crisp, and perfect. And I plug it in, and I just got. I mean, I'm just getting information is just getting beamed into my head right now. If you are an independently wealthy listener who would yes. like to contribute to yes. to the fund, the lame fund for getting us a transformer, two transformers. Not even that. Yeah, I want to get a little more specialized. Whatever. Pay us money is what is all <laughs> I'm saying. Give us cash. Lexlamepod at gmail.com. We'll make this radio thing go away before price, you know? Um <laughs> That's so stupid. I'll get a special feed just for you. Yeah. Speaking of which, we're communists that read the newspaper. Um, and uh, <laughs> Yeah, we know how to read. Yeah, baby. Um, and we are here to get you all that good paywalled articles from the Lexington Herald Leader. Um, not that I don't think any of these were behind mm-hmm. a paywall today, but um, we, folks. We taught ourselves to read the Herald Leader, and was it a good thing in the end? No, we shouldn't have. Turns out, turns out, learning to read did not set me free. Um, speaking of which, strike update, baby. Um, we reported breaking news on Friday when we recorded last that American Water was going on strike. Turns out they were not. They decided not to. Um, it was like that evening, the right? Si- yes. The situation is, let me say this, unclear. Um, <laughs> apparently, uh, members of the union did go to, uh, the Lexington city council this Tuesday, um, to tell them the two, the two sides have not come into agreement on the contract quote, any push we've made for wage increase shouldn't fall on ratepayers. Those ratepayers are me, my family, my aunts, and my uncles says Eric Mosby, a member of the national conference of firemen and oilers, SEIU 32 PJ, which is, I mean, just the funniest name for a union. Proud of you all during an <laughs> election in fate, urban County work session. Uh, National Con... Oh, my God. I cannot even... How bad is it that I, when I read Eric Mosby, my, my little UK brain was like Eric, Eric Monday. Monday? That guy's... Eric Monday has been sending out some of the COVID emails recently, mm. and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? I just, don't you feel a little embarrassed to show your face around these parts, Eric? Um, anyway. Uh, 
so they reached some sort of tentative agreement on this Friday, but um, the uh, union decided uh, uh, to not ratify the new contract. They said no, actually. Um, and of course, I don't even want to read the stupid quote from the company. Fuck them. They're obviously in the wrong. Um, uh, quote from Mosby, not Monday. The company is so desperate to bully us into accepting their proposals, we believe they have violated the law. They're refusing to bargain in good faith, said Mosby, which is true. Um, we, for a little more update on, for a little more details on that, we can read, you can listen to the last episode where we talked about it. Um, some of their some of their union busting techniques that they're doing at the old American Water Corp. Um, and speaking of a uh, of, of more just just patently evil things. Um, Fayette County Sheriff's deputies soon will be patrolling downtown Lexington streets in the early evening hours to beef up police presence and address business owners' concerns about crime. Folks, you think you laugh when we call it the dictatorship of the bourgeoisie, but what else could it possibly be? Anyway, um, so here it is in action, literally, um, and it's so stupid. Uh, so there is this, the downtown taxing dr- district, right? Which is a sort of thing that isn't not a city council district, not a private corporation. One of those just weird things out there. It collects taxes. So I guess it's the government. It's hard to say. Um, they are paying $65,000, um, for it. The city of Lexington is paying $3,000. Um, and, uh, there's a little, there's a little more detail. This article was weirdly formatted. Beth Musgrave, do better. Although, I, I think every article we pulled from was her. So Beth Musgrave, good job. I got um, a lot. Of, I actually have a lot from her today. Interestingly enough, yeah, while something. covering, she's branching out into state Paul. I mean, God, it must get exhausting single-handedly carrying the Herald Leader's <laughs> writing team. I mean, <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, Lexington Police Department has department has units designated for downtown, but doesn't have enough additional officers to add to the patrol," said Lexington Fayette Urban County Councilwoman Hannah Legree. Fuck you! I, I mean, Jesus, man! Uh, out of all people that they're getting that that's really enthusiastic about this one, um, you know, uh, this is um. Who's who's running against her in the primary? It's like some, somebody from like the some, arts. That's some psycho one. There's no one good running against her. Um, I, to my understanding, I haven't looked that deep into it, but whatever, man. Um, it, it something something the failure of electoralism or whatever. I hope you all are having a serious um, enjoying this seriously with me because this is it's really just driving me insane. See, I can't hear it. It's good. Well, they so I'm actually like the only one. Aaron is in getting this podcast. Aaron is getting the most premium lame experience um, by virtue of not having to listen to like, like like the bumpers that they're playing. Mm. I just got done listening to like a pop song in the background, um, and it's kind of let me say this: it's not. Sometimes the radio in the background goes well with the bit with the programming, and and, mm. and I think it's really fighting me on this um, because we're trying to be serious. We're trying to be serious Marxists. Well, okay, I don't podcast. have the headphones on, so I can't hear. So yeah. I am actually the only person in the lame listening experience, my own private lame experience, who can interact with the show uh-huh. and doesn't have to hear the radio. <laughs> wow, um, I'm sure there's something philosophically powerful about that. Um, uh, Atkins, um, who's 
a name I who got uh, the chief city development officer. The quote, the sheriff's department has more capacity to make this work. Uh, if people don't feel safe, they won't come to events down there. I, okay. Um, so deputies will not, will work from four to 10 PM, which is kind of interesting because when I think of uh, the city being unsafe, I think I'm sort of a post 10 PM. Um, but you know, maybe that's just me. <clears throat> the safe harbor hour. I don't know. Maybe we got different. I feel like maybe some, the people of Lexington and me have sort of different um, uh, measurements. You know, I used to just sort of take the red line at two in the morning in Chicago, and uh, once surprise, surprise to some of the to some of the white people of Chicago that may be shocked to hear this. Um, I was fine, and no one bothered me. Um, <laughs> turns out. They're not. They're not just whatever. They're they're so stupid. So um, they're bringing. Everyone is excited about bringing more cops to downtown Lexington, right? Um, so and now the funding thing, which I don't know why they whatever. So Fraser asked the city officials for fifteen, uh, not fifteen, uh, hundred and fifty thousand dollars, right? And the city said, okay, how about 30000 right? Um, so they said, damn, um, uh, the city, they're like, they're like, the city's not paying us enough. We really got to pony up everything together for this absolutely necessary increase of police presence downtown, right? Um, so <laughs> the $30,000 from the city is coming from, quote, savings from utilities, unquote. So great. Um, glad to see... Glad to see that they're doing the big rallying cry that we all have. Fund the police. You all remember this? We said fund the police by any means necessary through all other departments. Um, they're saying, we, you know, they thought we were saying defund the police. They're actually saying refund. Oh, that's the good, actually. That's yeah. good. There's a wage gap or something. Yeah. Refund, um, refund them for so, tax benefits. So the city is pulling savings from utilities, whatever this means. The downtown Lexington Management District is coming is, is paying 65,000 which is coming out of money that it quote typically uses for grants to increase lighting downtown and help refurbish exterior buildings. So, once again, um uh, stripping the copper from um our fair city to uh, fund more sheriff presence. Um so uh let's see. Where there's other weird money sources. Um I don't know. Uh but this is um then we're going to get to sort of the uh uh sort of a psychic effects of this right uh they go on to detail that there were a string of shootings um apparently uh uh including uh, two teens shot near the intersection of high and mill streets um you know so uh i don't i don't know this is this may seem dumb to me but i don't they're not shoot am i out of, am i out of my mind here they're not shooting me I'm not getting shot. Is this, this thing is this I dumb? Mean, this is this is what the Herald the Herald Leader does. So just, <clears throat> they just always talk about if two just, guys are out there. Like, there's no one. The belief that there is like that there are like lone wolf shooters that are out there to just try to like you know like just pick off spare suburbanites downtown seems really I don't know. See, it's it seems just really dumb. Like I'm not like I don't know. And once again, maybe I'm just desensitized. I don't know. But, uh, of course, business owners are most bothered by the fact that people just hang out at the Fifth Third Pavilion area, right? Um, uh, form formerly Cheapside, the uh, 
um, FK, Park. FKA, um, uh, the Slave Stockyards, now Tandy Centennial Park. Um, so this is creating a problem for restaurants and other first floor business owners, right? Um, they've seen people openly dealing drugs in that in the in the pavilion, which um, is uh, hurting someone, I'm sure, not them. Um, yeah, it's, it's the local support local business. Yeah, here's the one. Amen. Um, here's the quote that I took that was most fascinating to me. Some business owners said that they did not want to talk on the record because they are frustrated with the city's lack of response to the problem and fear reprisal. Who? This us. Is, They're afraid this is of. They bizarre. are. They are afraid of They're lame. Afraid of they are afraid of lame making fun of them for being afraid of poor people. They're afraid um, of two Marxists. They're afraid of just two simple Marxists. Two Marxists you know? with microphones. And that's the secret, baby. They're always afraid of us. Why? Um, anyway, the, I get calls about it every day. These merchants are upset, Fraser said. Many of these people have mental health issues or drug issues. It's a very complex problem, right? Um, <laughs> complex, uh, but not maybe not in the way to think. Legree said the city and the downtown management district, of which she is a board member, are also working on more programming for downtown to give people more entertainment options. Um, so that's one way to do it. Um, if you uh, if you are just constantly uh, filling the pavilion with programming, um, it will just work, I guess. I don't sure. know. I don't know what they're thinking here. Um, and then final line, ominous, right? Little getting a little um, sort of my own private global Olympic committee. Um, type Frazier said he hopes they will have money to pay deputies into November when the city is set to host the Breeders' Cup on November fourth through fifth. So, um, doesn't Lexington always host the Breeders' Cup? No, no, it is not. It is not always. Um, actually, no, no, they're not. Always. Louisville's done it sometimes. I don't actually know. I've been to the Breeders' Cup a few times, of course, because um, everyone in this town comes from Mad Horse money, right? Um. But I don't know. Breeders, breeders sounds like um, like a slur. That's good, Aaron. I like that. <laughs> That's um. <laughs> These fucking breeders. It's so good. These fucking breeders going around. Yeah, it's a it's a sort of global event or whatever. Which has got some sort of you know. Whenever we do the mega episode on the uh, on the world equestrian games or whatever. Um, and invite the No Olympics people on or whatever. I guess we can cover this which, more. Which, you know, according to the Legacy Trail, was the end of history. In that, Aaron, and you are so right. Um. <laughs> they got a little timeline on the yeah. Legacy Trail, and the end of history is... <laughs> <laughs> Folks, it's right there. The you games. know, many people were wrong. History did not end in the 90s. It actually ended in the 2011 World Equestrian Games, um, where uh, where uh, Mayor Jim Gray, who I don't even know was mayor at the time, but let's just uh, play in the space with me, uh, came out and uh, pulled the beating heart of the uh, of the uh, autumn horse, as they call it, um, and devoured it, um, completing the cycle and resetting us into a new age um, of rebirth. Um, at least for some of us, it was kind of like a rapture situation. We're now left in sort of the um, the uh, end of history zone now. Um, and, uh, we're trying to make sure that we can, uh, incarcerate more like homeless people. So our, our city doesn't look bad. Honestly, Why don't we just help them? I don't know, man. Look, let me say this. I spent a lot of time downtown, you know, or I used to. And, um, if you're bothered, 
By the homeless people, just don't think about it, buddy. Do what everyone else does. Huh, bub? I mean, just stop thinking about it. Simple, simple as. I remember that one time, that one time we were walking downtown and you were, and I talked to a homeless person and you were like... It was so, I, it's so, I, so funny to me. This is, let me say this, like, that's what was so insane actually about moving back to Lexington was I'm like, I'm like, there is, there is an expectation that you're supposed, that I'm supposed to like acknowledge other people on the street and I'm like, whoa, crazy. Um, not that you should... <laughs> <laughs> Not that Chicago is pioneering a perfect formula over here, but uh, let me say this: um, you could pack, uh, you know, eighty people onto a tra- um, onto a train car, and um, we all played an elaborate mental gymnastic of pretending that no one else there existed, baby. Um, so you know, a strategy for urbanism. Anyway, folks, um, remember when we scored that big win by um, uh, by putting two civilians on the uh, FOP board while um, also adding two more FOP um, uh, union members onto the uh, things? Well, um, if you want to feel even more powerless, um, you can now apply to be on one of the one of the two civilians on that board. Um, it could be you, lame listener. Literally, it could be you. Now, of course, it could be me. obviously. Um, the disciplinary actions are only heard, um, if, uh, Chief Lawrence Weathers either chooses to send the hearing to the board or if the officer disagrees with the ruling. So, um, uh, once again, not exactly the oversight we were looking for. Um, and then again, we are of course being overridden anyways by, you know, rank and file FOP people. Um, so, you know, whatever, um, uh, as always, um, I feel like we must remind you, um, uh, fuck these guys, um, uh, these guys being the police, um, and uh, to apply, residents must be 21, live in Fayette County, and have no felony convictions. Lame. Boo. Boo. Let some felons be on the, the, on the, on the that board. That would be awesome. That would be good. Justice. Um, <laughs> uh, they also have must, no, must have no misdemeanor convictions. Boo. Within the past five years. Boo. Um, so you can go to www.lexingtonky.gov slash join boards, click on the blue apply button. Is and it paid? That was the question that I had in my head. I was like, can I be, is this my job to be on the board? I don't think so. Oh, um, man. I think it's good. I think, and once again, you have to, um, uh, have enough money to not, um, to have afford the free time to be on this. So, um, uh, once again, something, something dictatorship of the bourgeois. Um, I expect to be receiving feedback about this. Urbanists, urbanists, I know you've been listening to this podcast and you're like, you talk about mocks too much. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna what are we gonna get the good stuff? And I said, Don't worry, folks. I'm gonna give it to you right now. I'm giving you some premium car bad content, folks. Um, and maybe if you're lucky, a little bit of train good. Um, there's this article going around um that's talking about this recent trip report, um, which is some transportation research. Um, and, uh, apparently driving costs Lexing, uh, uh, the average Lexingtonian, a mere $1,500 a year, um, which is a insane metric, um, considering that driving costs Lexingtonians way more than that. <laughs> um, uh, they're basing this on roads that are rough, congested, or lack specific safety features, um, is, is what is making this cost, Right. 809 of the extra expenses were blamed on congestion and traffic delays alone. Well, the 704 comes from vehicle operation and safety costs, right? 
Trip estimates that Lexington spends an average of 35 hours a year in traffic. Cute. Cute. Adorable. <laughs> Cute little baby number you got over there, buddy. Um, you're, you're, you're born in the traffic. You're molded baby, by Baby, I am... I'm probably going to clock minimum 700 hours in the car this year. Um, I, I, yes, and I do want to uh, blow a hole in my head. Um, uh, apparently, uh, Lexington driver weighs 17 gallons of fuel each year due to traffic congestion per trip. Uh, trip is, of course, an advocate of paving the earth. Um, uh, standing at a traffic light is unacceptable. Um, everything needs to be a freeway in every direction. Um, you need to turn on your car and, and leave it in drive. Actually, um, never take it out. Just turn it on. It instantly goes, you know, and you just point as the crow flies in one direction, never stop. Just keep going 70 miles an hour. You get there, you shut the engine off, you coast into the driveway, not a single penny of gas wasted. Um, well, you know, if, um, if the entire planet is, is concrete, you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about trees falling into the street it's and true. messing up your driving. You don't yeah. have to worry about green space statistics. Mm-hmm. Pave the earth, baby. Um, uh, you know, there's plenty of space to share on the road when the entire earth is asphalt. Um, Think of the lane, how many lanes we could put on the highway. It's great, man. And there wouldn't even be like city blocks. In fact, there wouldn't be much of anything but lanes. It'd be great. Um, it, 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 everyone, every every uh, driving enthusiast dream. Right. And of course, there's another there's a little, you know, sort of throwaway line that, of course, you know, um, all the infrastructure around us is crumbling um, slowly and there's nothing we can do much about it. Um, so, uh, of course, what can be done um, to uh, to save the people of Lexington or anyone else in America? Why, of course, um, uh, train, even bus train cycling transportation, walking you know something anything but car bike. really bike yeah cargo mm-hmm. e-bike that cargo e-bike um uh for our for our um many blake halls out there that are listening to this podcast um you know and i've been what's funny is i've been you know the gas prices have been going up and folks i've been feeling it i've been feeling it a lot um and uh you know um, I was just trying to think, like, you know, if I was the president, um, is there anything I could really do right now to immediately solve it? Um, and the answer is uh, no. Um, and uh, it filled me with a great sense of sadness um, because, of course, in U.S. politics, if the answer is not immediate, um, it is not useful. It is not politically viable. So, um, well, we can only hope um, to sort of, uh, you know... Um, having a emergency uh emergency provisionary um uh people's uh you know uh uh committee that will um run the local lexington area um and uh free us we need um instead of opec it's lpec what for for lexington so what what is the acronym short for what is opec short for stop no the lexington petroleum exporting countries yeah Counties. What county? Why, Aaron, why would we be exporting? This sucks. Well, yeah, but then we could we could regulate. And then we could gas. regulate the gas. Aaron, the goal is to not is to not deal with the gas. Oh, it's it's LPEC, but it's Lexington Pedestrian Environmental okay. Communist. Okay, I'm into that. I'm into that. Well, that's the that that's the fallback title for the um for the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway okay 
final thing on side A before I yield my time. Lame election desk. <laughs> War edition, baby. Um, uh, a blood or actually no blood, no one died, is on the streets. Um, fibers were on the streets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, folks, we are, tor- we of course, I, of course, I'm talking about Quintez Brown, um, who uh, I don't even know how to, I, I do not know how I want to structure um, uh, this. So Quintez Brown is running for District 5, um, or I guess was running. They're probably not going to let him run anymore. Sad. He should win. Um, uh, was running for District 5 in Louisville, and um, he uh, shot at one of the guys running for mayor. Um, uh, did not hit the guy. Grazed um, his sweater. Oh, well, damn. Um, shucks. Uh, and he was arrested um, shortly thereafter, and they posted his, uh, they, they, sorry, posting his, to meet it. They set his bond at $100,000. And of course, Louisville Community Bail Fund, those kings posted the bond. And our man is, and our man is uh, for the time being, um, uh, uh, free from the carceral system. Um, so let me say this. Uh, I mean, this guy's got a... Uh, something, something is up with this guy. Uh, last year, he went missing for 11 days. He ended up on a bench in Brooklyn. Yeah, and they and they, you know, and, and at least from the public, I mean, because I don't know, I don't know anyone that knows him personally or whatever. Um, they're like, uh, there's sort of no, uh, no, no explicit, um, no public reasoning as to why any of the stuff uh, stuff happened. He's probably not uh, mentally all well or whatever. Well, However, Charles Booker knows him personally. That's good. Um, let me say this: critical support for Quintez Brown. Um, my only regret is that he did not kill this guy. Um, I understand entirely, um, uh, the, the, uh, deep, deep feeling of desperation, um, one must feel, uh, in something like this. And, um, even though it generally doesn't, you have to kill a lot more people than just one guy to make it work out. Um, I understand the frustration, and um, uh, I, I want to say to everyone that is um, uh, shocked and appalled um, that uh, that we uh, raised uh, that uh, that his bail was posted um, or whatever. Uh, all I can say to you is um, uh, fuck you. Um, I, uh, I, I I do not care. Um, no one is free until we are all free. And um, uh, while uh, his actions have tragically, I think, ruined his chances at running for <laughs> council and probably will end up with him um, uh, with some sort of a prison sentence. Um, uh, my heart goes out to him um, and to the guy who got shot up. Shut the fuck up. I don't care. Congrats. You lived. It probably will never happen to you again in your life um, or whatever. I think you'll be fine. Um, <clears throat> Here's basically I, there was a little thing in the Courier Journal okay. today where they were, they had this video of um, the 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 bail hearing mm-hmm. of um, basically it was at seventy five thousand yeah and they raised and it. then they raised it and then the, his uh, his counsel was like hey don't do that here's why and there was like well 
he's running for office and he has like he has no other criminal records so why would you raise it for him other mm. than the fact that he like shot a candidate like don't make an example out of this and then they were like mm, okay and then they raised it anyway yeah it's let me say this um folks this is and always will be political um and let me say this uh i think generally um more explicit like explicitly violent political actions um uh are coming um to to our backyard and um i don't nece- i don't necessarily know if it's good or not um because let me say this every other time it happens it's generally not um not well there's no bolshevik party waiting in the wings to save us on this one um but uh stay sharp folks and um i don't know uh did i successfully do we think i successfully made it through this segment without making uh, any uh without making our uh our, our team just just closet full of lawyers that we got over there upset uh, I'm I'm looking over. They're giving me a strange look, but I think we may have. I think Great. we may have just Great. scraped past it. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, I hope the best for um, Mr. Brown. And uh, with that, I yield my time. All right. Great. You all are listening to Lame, the Lexington. Ah! Ah, Marxist experience. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jenry. Joined us today is the um, incessant fucking radio noise in the background. I mean, it is. Who do we have today? I don't. I don't even. I don't even want to think about it. I just. It, I just. <laughs> this noise. It's this thing that I just hearing in the back of the head and it's slowly eating away at me. Reiterated from the beginning. If you are an independently wealthy listener and you would like to help contribute. Yeah. Email us like samepod at gmail.com. Yeah, send us um, send us a uh, uh, unmarked, uh, non serialized bills, um, and no one gets hurt. Um, this is uh, this is um, starting to uh, to uh, uh, affect my well being. This noise. <laughs> um, anyway, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at lamepod. Leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify. Give us five stars or else. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Um, I don't really think I have anything else to say for the middle, so let's go on to side B. Great. See ya. Welcome back to Lame. The like the do have to do it again. Just just do a little soft. We'll do like Lex- the, like a Lexington. Yeah. Uh, Marxist, Marxist experience. experience. I'm Aaron. I'm yeah, your Jenry. Where <clears throat> this is side B, the part of the show where we don't talk about the city, although we didn't talk about the city. This is my side. Oh okay. <laughs> what are you I talk. Side B can be whatever you want it to be, Aaron. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. <laughs> this is the part of the show where it's my part of the show. <laughs> it's dialectical in that sense, right, ladies? Um. <clears throat> so, you know, in an interesting turn of events, I'm talking about Lexington starting off side B. <laughs> Whoa, crazy! Never you might have you might have heard of this place called Ashland. It's mm-hmm. the Henry Clay Estate. Uh-huh. It's um, you know, in the Ashland neighborhood. Yes. Off of uh, Main Street. And Richmond Road. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this big sculpture there that was. Um, it's called. It's called Publisher. You may have seen it. It's pretty big. Is it like 
abstract is that yeah it's one of the abstract that's ones. great my mother was um was uh like psychically assaulted when she saw that sculpture and that's how i knew it was like maybe one of the best sculptures in the city <laughs> yeah it's really really awesome if you haven't seen it go check it out it's mm-hmm. still there for the time being it's and it's cool that it's in just in like the woods mm-hmm. i'm crazy into it but it's moving sad to rep arena oh it's in the middle of the court they have to play around it mm-hmm yeah, that's that's part of the look. If you play the Arena, you're going to have to play around publisher. That's and, true. Um, it was interestingly made by Lexington born sculptor John Henry. The it's a 70 foot linear sculpture uh, at Henry Clay Estate. Um, this guy makes a whole bunch of different sculptures. He's got sculptures in Chicago. He's got sculptures in New York. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of crazy stuff. Um, and he's from he's from Lexington. And he had a little quote. He was like, I'm so grateful to the city of Lexington. I don't live there now, but I will rest there when my days are over. I'm like, okay, that's whatever. That's great. That's great. He's the, like, and I'm building a crazy, crazy big mausoleum type thing for me. Mm-hmm. Here's what's crazy, though, is that to move this statue, it will cost four hundred or $450,000. All right. Um, and they're asking for donations now. Um, Keep it there, idiots. So, um, so stupid. So fucking stupid, if man. You, if you want, if, look, if you want to move it, I'm not going to give out the address. You can find it on your own. Literally. If you want to, if you're considering donating to this fucking sculpture thing and not sending me personally $80, I mean, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. This is, I mean, it's just so, I feel, ec- economically speaking, I feel like things have been so bleak. Um... Uh, and, and the fact that anyone even has the the um, the gall to be like, uh, yeah, we're just gonna move the statue over here, and it's like <laughs> we're kind of short on money. So if anyone wants to like donate to move it, like shut the fuck up, man. Like just leave it there. Whatever. Uh, next up, we got some breaking. It's news. not even like art preservation. Uh, it's just it, what I keep. Yeah, sorry. Give me the breaking news. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> uh, next. Okay, hold on. What is this here? National Farm Machinery Show. Championship tractor pull at Freedom oh, Hall. Oh, shit. Starting at $10, like an ad on the Herald Leader. That's the, we'll be there. <laughs> February 16th. Hey, that's today. It's yesterday. Oh, Aaron. that's yesterday. Well, that's happening right now. This is what happens when you don't put the ep- uh, the date I on know. the... Well, the headline... Okay, so this is by Austin Horn. The headline reads, Judge denies Democrats' motion to block gerrymandered redistricting maps. Hearing set. <laughs> so the Democrats, of course, as you all know, filed suits against the uh, new maps that the Republicans put forth in their latest redistricting campaign. The biggest issue, of course, was splitting um, like Franklin County, they're putting Franklin County in Western Kentucky. Yeah, the Western Kentucky thing um, is And then splitting Anderson County and splitting a whole bunch of weird, strange counties. Like, it doesn't make sense. Um, the... Uh, judge, basically, the judge in Franklin Circuit, Judge Thomas Wingate, um, he denied the court, um, or he denied the Secretary of State's motion to dismiss the complaint against the maps. Democrats across the state in Frankfurt have decried the, the maps for putting Frank, Franklin County in the West, which doesn't really make any sense. There is, however, going to be a hearing on the matter on March the 1st. Um, so that's the latest update with that. We haven't, um, 
I think we talked about it a few weeks ago, but yeah, the the quote at the end here is, Governor Bashir worked with me in good faith to ensure a smooth election in 2020. This is uh, Adams, Secretary of State Adams. Great. Now I urge his party to act in good faith to ensure a smooth election in 2022 Shut. by dropping this reckless lawsuit. Shut the fuck up, man. Stop being a sore fucking winner. <laughs> Just accept the exactly. truth. Let me say this, buddy. If you're so confident about your map, what's what's the lawsuit going to do? Prove yeah. you right in the courts? Exactly. Shut up. I mean, whatever. So here is um, in, our, in our next little piece of news here. Uh, here speaking of winners, here, okay. here are the top 10 legislative lobbying spenders in January 2022. Top 10 biggest winners. <laughs> top 10 biggest winners. Number one, the Kentucky Chamber of Commerce spending $41,000 to that's, lobby. In that's shockingly low. Guys, we could... If that's the biggest spender, I mean, we could get a we could get a we could get a, a Marxist lobbying fund. <laughs> so well, the next one is ACLU, and they spend thirty nine thousand. Oh, and they almost got nothing. So never mind. Yeah, the Hospital Associates thirty seven thousand. Kentucky League of Cities sounds stupid. Twenty six thousand. Altaria Client Services LLC twenty four thousand. Huh. Packamatic of Kentucky. Keep that in mind. Okay, keeping that in 20, my head. Twenty thousand five hundred dollars. Um, that's number six. Anthem and its affiliates seventeen. It's insurance 000. for those of you playing along at home. Number eight, Kentucky Automotive Dealers seventeen thousand five hundred. Uh, number nine, uh, Kentucky Justice Association sixteen thousand, and Bizarre. then number ten, the Wine and Spirits Wholesalers of Kentucky. Great baby. What are they? No one's banning alcohol. What are they lobbying for? I don't know. Bourbon. More alcohol. <laughs> exactly. Well, okay. So, Packamatic of Kentucky, um, they're the people who are <gasps> lobbying for the skill games. No way, baby. So Those they're are my gambling kings. Yeah. So they're brand new. They have a whole bunch of money to spend, and what are they spending it on? Lobbying. Well, not a bad place to put your money if you're into doing crime. Mm-hmm. Not just you. Um, know. So there's a bill expected to be filed this month to make such games illegal. We talked about it last week, actually. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Check out the episode. It's a good episode. Um, if you if, if the radio is driving you insane, oh, you listened to the last episode. Mm-hmm. Prominent Technologies, which we also talked about, I think. No, we didn't. Never mind. <clears throat> Prominent Technologies, makers we, of Wildcat Skill. We definitely talked about the game Wildcat yeah. Skill. Also, quickly spreading in Kentucky, spent $5,000 on two lobbyists. The Kentucky Retail Federation placed 12th in lobbying with nearly $15,000 and has lobbied against making the games illegal, um, saying they help businesses and stay in the black while fraternal order of police around the state have received portions of profits from them. <laughs> and that's a good thing, that's apparently. That's a good thing, yes. That's good. <clears throat> Here's an interesting one, too. Um, John Tilley, former Secretary of State, uh, former Secretary of the Kentucky Justice and Public Safety Cabinet under Governor Matt Bevin was a top paid lobbyist for Packamatic, making $8,000 in January. Of course. That's a lot of money. Yeah, man. God, $8,000. I could I could live off of that. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> that's, um, more than, that's more than my savings. It's more than I make. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's not that surprising, of course. You know all these uh, guys that were on the whole, like, uh, like, Afghanistan just transition board thing or some some the uh, president presidential panel or whatever 
Uh, those guys have all left in January and are now lining up to receive uh, half of the stolen Afghan Central Bank's funding. Well, just wait until you see how much this next person makes. All right. John McCarthy, former Kentucky GOP chairman and owner of McCarthy Strategic Solutions, led, a, led all other legislative lobbyists in competition <laughs> or compensation in January, uh, raking in $83,000 from 89 <sighs> different employers. God, I, what? <laughs> it ain't much, but it's honest work. That's all I'll say. McCarthy was the second highest paid legislative lobbyist in 2021, making nearly $800,000. Oh, I know him. <laughs> that's, that's a lot more. And is also the highest paid executive branch lobbyist over the last two fiscal years. What are you going to spend it all on? I don't know, bourbon. More planes? More more planes. More planes, baby. Ooh, that's a little foreshadowing for maybe not today. I don't know. Future episode. The planes are perennial, you know. Every, every every Kentuckian has a plane in their heart. Every man a king and every Kentuckian a plane. <laughs> Speaking of every Kentuckians, uh, there, it may be possible now for there to be no more mask mandates. And I don't mean that it's been lifted. I mean, you can't have a mask mandate. <laughs> <laughs> That's badass. That's so stupid. The latest, there's a bill that, that made it through the Senate Who today. Is- that's what's so funny to me is that like i think for the people that are most radically against mask mandates they are already probably working in places that don't have the mask mandate like like places where the mask mandate still exists in kentucky is in education and in hospitals so unless there's a big lobby of like uk employees that are showing out loud to make sure to stop this thing i'm like that's so stupid well there is a big lobby of republicans well, I mean, they're doing. Oh, I, oh, I know. Well, what I'm saying is that it's so psychotic that they're doing it for like culture war points. Like they're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. Keep going. I think it's interesting, and this is what a lot of people have been saying too. It's that the Republicans earlier in 2021 were like, "We cannot allow uh, the governor." to make a mask mandate we have to let the local authorities decide yes obviously. and then immediately every single school board instituted a mask mandate yes but now they're saying actually no we're deciding that you can't have a that yeah they're like they're like no that's not what we meant we, we didn't actually mean it was about this it, we we weren't actually talking about the uh the state's right to do a mask mandate we didn't want a mask mandate silly mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so the republicans have taken it a, a step further um, I don't remember who said this quote, but they said, I don't know of anything more local than a parent making the decision of whether or not their child should have to wear a mask. This is Beckler. Yeah, that's good. I love it. I love it. It's like everyone, in order to, to dunk, in order to trigger the libs, right, if you will, um, it's sort of just com- throwing every sort of conventional knowledge about like the the running of organized society out the window to just be like yeah baby let 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 the kids do it and then turn it into even and that's perfect because it turns into even more of like an insane culture war thing because then it's like uh and then it's like it's like it's like oh man my mom's making me wear the uh, uh, anyway whatever um it's crazy. There was this. Uh, I could name this, you worse bills. I guess. I, oh my gosh. There's this bill or not this bill. This discussion. Which I think sums it up quite nicely with with Attica Scott, who is who is let me say this being robbed, of, literally of fucking the, robbed of the, of the House seat by Morgan McGarvey. But that's we talked about that last week too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
asked asked Beckler why they wouldn't want to protect Kentucky's most vulnerable and our children. And he says, because masks don't work. To which to which Attica Scott responds, that's not true. That's awesome. That's so fucked up. <laughs> Imagine we're two years into this pandemic. Uh, we're two we're two fucking years into this pandemic you can and just like say, masks don't work. You can just say it. No, it's good. It's so good that it's like it's like it's like one person from one cultural camp says one thing and the other person says no. And then the other person says no. And that is in there and that is a fundamental impasse that you cannot bridge or pass. I mean, that's that's great, guys. And and this is and this is why liberal multi party democracy obviously has to be the final stage of organized society. We've, we've done so we it. can do more of this every this day. This is great every day. Great podcast fodder. That's how we're going to pitch it mm-hmm. to them. Speaking, um, speaking. I mean, look. That's that's just. Stupid. I don't even know. This is whatever. Dumb. Just a fucking dumb. Nothing we can do about that it. That would also it impact universities. So the UK mask mandate would become illegal. Great. Actually, whatever. Fuck it. I'm. Um. At this rate, I don't care. Um. Let me say this. If um universities, I feel like the University of Kentucky has the highest vaccination rate. It's easily hand down than any other sort of thing in the area, right? Um, so whatever, man, whatever. I don't. We have all. We've decided. We've once again allocated, and you know what? I should have seen this coming. I remember in like April 2020, um, one of my, I, I think my mother said to me once, and I, I hate that I keep bringing her up on the podcast or whatever, but she's a great barometer. I always tell run, us, tell us more about your mother. I always run things politically by my mother to get like what, like, like the true, like, like, like real, like, like partisan conservative take, not just like culturally conservative, but like actively like, like, like into, into the promulgation of sort of a conservative anti-union ideal, right. That she has sort of found herself in sort of like, like this is her kind of sports or whatever. So I'm always, I remember she was like, she said to me very in like April, 2020, she was like, you know, more people die by car crash than from this. And I'm like, that's that's so. And in my head, I'd be, I was like, that's so stupid or whatever. And then in my head, I'm like, no, that's genius. That was prophetic, baby. Um, I was, I was like, you were doing the hard mental labor of compartmentalizing COVID deaths into the rest of the, into the rest of the thing um, that took us a painful two years to do. You were just, I mean, it done instantly. I envy you, actually. Um, that's great. Uh, I'm, let me say this: when this bill passed, and they make me drop them out, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna in my head um and i'm just gonna stop thinking about it um and uh and and that's the new party line <clears throat> there was i don't remember who it was i don't know if it was a tribalist i don't know if it was chapo it was somebody that was like one of these days one of these days this mask mandate's gonna this mask culture war is gonna flip and it's gonna be there it's gonna be the conservatives who want masks and it's gonna be the liberals who don't want masks that's got was that was that was when they were uh, talking about like um people that will wear masks around people who are vaccinated i don't even know but i don't think it will whatever god god for inshallah this whole mask culture war shit dies out before the next deadly pandemic comes around um so we can you know so we 
hopefully we all managed to successfully compartmentalize this in the same way that we did like the um, Spanish flu. We can just call it a day. Um, but you know, I guess I don't. Know, it's so fucked up, guys. Speaking of calling, speaking of calling it a day. Uh huh. Um, we have a little bit of tax talk here coming. Tax up. talk. All right. Okay, Bashir, Andy, govern me, Daddy, Andy Bashir. That's right, baby. Has lowered the Kentucky sales tax to five percent. Okay. Temporarily well, for one year. Oh, well, tax holiday. Well, tax year. Um, this is to. This is as he says to combat inflation and also to help people with. I don't think anyone knows what inflation is anymore. I'll I be honest know. with you. At first, let me say this before <laughs> I before the pandemic, I had kind of an idea of like what like you know like, like the rapid like Weimar Germany, Zimbabwe type like extreme inflation or whatever. But now it just seems to be it's like anything. What I'm wondering is, like, is it how much of it is it inflation, and also how much of it is it like, you know, cost cost just increasing because of like supply chain? Uh, I I mean I think the core problem is that we are we are doing like on a zombified half economy that isn't really real that we have sort of managed to by sheer miracle by freak accident um, have brought this thing back from the dead. Um, and I've been sort of, you know, and it's, and it just keeps saying, kill me, um, as we're like actively like weekends at burning it. Um, and I'm just saying, it's like, I, it's like, it's like things are, we're trying to, things are trying to be normal, but at the same time, you know, there's so much like, I mean, there's so much fucked up bad things or whatever. And no one obviously and especially in america has any sort of state power to do anything about it so the best thing you can do is freeze the vehicle taxes you know mm-hmm. like even though that's not like you know and we covered it when uh, the the when bashir refers, was like was like the value of your vehicle has gone up right but the net benefit you know but the regardless the fact of this is that you have to pay more for your taxes it's right? like the um it's like when you get a car you know, like the Oprah thing. You get a car, you get mm-hmm. a car, but you still got to pay the taxes in the car. Yeah. Well, it's like, what am I trying to say? You, we're all trying. No, we are not all trying. Some people with certain ideologies are trying their hardest in their very narrow fence that they have been given in to do something. And they're just flipping a few of the levers that they have. And um, spoiler alert, it's not doing, it's, who knows if it'll do anything, right? This is I was reading this thing where they were talking about doing a uh, tax national federal gas tax holiday to save you know uh, Americans eighteen cents at the pump. To which I say, gas has gone up thirty cents. <laughs> you know, I was like, you just bring it back to a few like last week's level or whatever, and then and then hey, knock knock, you do not have, you've lost your federal gas tax. So okay, right? yeah. If you if you like, even if that happens, right? If you're filling up your tank, if your tank is twenty gallons, let's say. Oh, okay. My tank is seventeen, but if your tank is twenty, you just okay. you would only save two dollars. This is true. Well, we're not. I mean, yeah. Uh, just like let me say this: something about trying to uh, cut cut your government's revenue in order to help address mm-hmm. this thing does not. Something about I'm getting the hint that that maybe isn't shouldn't be the answer, right? I'm saying that accidentally creating more austerity-like conditions under the guise of trying to, you know, alleviate these things or whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, I truly have no idea what you would do 
like without I ever in my head I'm like oh they should just do this and then I just immediately imagine in my head these sort of political backlash not even popularly speaking but just from like like the levers of power that you have like through like lawsuits and the justice or whatever I'm like you can't I'm like you know Bashir can't just you know end rent you know which is what you should be doing right um there's no you know, you would need to commit to some sort of revolutionary path or whatever, which as the governor of like a state in the United States, I mean, you can't, I mean, it is like, like truly what can you do um, uh, aside from like do some radical dual power shit or whatever. Which, try to try to do anything with the Republicans. Yeah. Yeah. And what do the Republicans want? <laughs> oh, you want me to just like rant, just start going and start just shooting people? Uh, I mean, Okay. The Republicans' plan is they're gonna raise they're gonna raise sales tax, but they want to lower individual. Well, yeah, because taxes. they're they they're into regressive taxing, you know. Yeah, um, which, which is, is crazy. Let me say this: I wouldn't be opposed to getting rid of the sales tax. Unironically, um, there's a good song. Maybe it could be the the episode song sales sales tax blues. Great from like uh, the 30s. Nice try trying to get me to edit in music into this thing. We already have it piping into my <laughs> ears constantly. Oh man. Um, <laughs> I got one more story. Okay. Sorry, we've been just... All right, hit us, hit us. Here it is. Listeners of the show, longtime listeners of the show, will remember the Clay County Cemetery story (laughs) (laughs) from last year. All right. How there was an issue of there's a cemetery by a school in Clay County, Mm -hmm. and there was a bunch of parents freaking out because it could be used as a potential sniper's nest. Holy shit, Yes. God, I mean, and the parents wanted to move it, and the board wanted to move it. The issue was, it was on a Native American burial ground. A bit one, a baby, um, and it was a Native American burial ground. However, it is so. I, I haven't looked at the article. I just want you guys to know, it is so radically expensive to move graves that for O'Hare Airport, one of the largest airports in the United States, in Chicago. They, instead of moving one of the graveyards that was in the way of their airport, they literally built the airport around it. It was cheaper to deal with the issue of having to ferry, you know, the family of the dead, like, through the airport into their graveyard than paying to relocate the graveyard. Um, so I'm just, just throwing that out there for you. If it was literally too expensive for a giga airport, uh, maybe it's too expensive for Clay County. Well, um, apparently it's not because they're moving it. Oh, fuck. This is what I get for not reading ahead. Yeah. Um, this dispute involves involves a site uh, called the Hoskins Cemetery, which is on the top of a steep hill that overlooks Manchester Elementary School and is near the county high school and athletic facilities, including football field. The cemetery, which dates from the early 1890s, covers a third of an acre and has about 80 grave sites. Among them are graves from military veterans, including two from the Civil War and Native Americans and their descendants. Um, They don't say how much it's going to cost. Um, They say moving the cemetery will give the school systems other options for using the land. But they are going to move it. There There was a lawsuit filed that got dismissed because... The people arguing for it didn't argue properly. You hate it when this happens. Um, and so they, the, Folks, the school board won on a technicality. When you want something done through the lawsuit system, you got to be willing to pony up for a good lawyer. And I'm sorry. This is just how it is. Mm-hmm. I know it's fucked up. You don't have to tell me. But 
But yeah, so they're moving it, and um, I don't know, Manchester Elementary School, I guess you're, you're losing your sniper's nest. Yeah, sorry you guys can't um, live out your fantasy of surviving the DC sniper. Like, what do you fucking think was going to happen? I don't know. So These dumb. These people are... Buddy, okay, it is not... You all do not live in the wild fucking west. If there is a sniper-like situation, you just... I mean, you... Just cover the windows? You you have emergencies, sir. There's a plan. What is it? What is cheaper, right? Planning for the scenario where there might be a sniper <laughs> and having some sort of recourse where you do exist, where there is like a rule of law, blah 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 blah, right? Or um, physically fortifying the school against a possible sniper. It's just so stupid. Like you can have glass. You could put up like a fence. I yeah, that's just a big wall. Build the wall. Big wall. Done. What if he goes on top of the wall? Bigger wall. Um, uh, just so stupid. I, whatever. Just so, like, let me say this. This, it's like the fact that it has made it this far, like, because I get it. I'm a deeply paranoid, neurotic person. And in my head, I constantly imagine all the different ways that I could be just killed, maimed, and slaughtered. Um, from You know, from everything, you know. I'm always got my exits or whatever. Blah, 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 blah. But like the fact that like it's a it's a psychosis that is shared by one more than one person and two made it through all those committees, beat a lawsuit, um, and is now has the money to just afford to relocate all of these graves or whatever. I'm like, what are you? Once again, I keep having to ask, where are these people's priorities? Who knows? Literally. And once again, it's happened again. <laughs> You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to lame. Our esteemed executive producer is Charlie Carey. Our mm-hmm. stickers and buttons are designed by Claire Thompson from clairethompsonart.com. Follow us on Twitter at LamePod. You can email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com. And even though the city of Lexington creates a fund to move the podcast from Lame Studios to out of the city, <laughs> every time they hear us say it, this is lame. <laughs>